tomorrow, gentlemen. We'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? On a camel. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Why are you sleepy? Hmm? Why are you sleepy? Did you stay up late or something? Yeah, I was up late. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing a combination of video gaming and homework. <laughs> Simultaneously. <laughs> uh, I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You, know. uh, you, were, you were talented, sir. Uh, Got to make some time for fun, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Got to make some time for enjoyment, Mark. Right. I don't need to tell you that. You know that well. <laughs> Yes, I do. Yes, it is right. Preaching to the choir. There you go. <laughs> Despite being tired, I am enthusiastic this morning. You, you are, yes, and I am unenthusiastic, which is hurting us badly. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the 360 Vegas podcast. Uh, I am Brian, and with me is my wonderful co-host, Mark. Mark, say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. Yes, we're going to bring you another uh, installment in our 360 Vintage Vegas series today, and uh, we're excited to present to you uh, the story of the El Rancho. Isolated gambling clubs existed on Highway 91 before 1941, but the concept of a full-scale resort with overnight accommodations, gaming, dining, entertainment, and shopping all in one vacation destination wasn't conceived as something anyone would want in the harsh desert climate. The El Rancho not only offered something Highway 91 had never seen, it set a precedence by creating a themed vacation destination that would shape what would later become the Las Vegas Strip. Back in 1938, Hitler was rising to power in Germany. Walt Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the first full-length animated movie, was released. Uh, Superman appeared for the first time in Action Comics number 1, and Howard Hughes set a new record by flying around the world in 91 hours. Legend has it in 1938, Thomas Hall, owner of multiple successful hotels in California, including the Hollywood Roosevelt, the Hollywood Plaza, and El Rancho's in Sacramento and Fresno, had his car break down in front of a vacant lot just outside of the Las Vegas city limits. While sitting on the side of the road in the desert sun watching traffic go by, he found himself thinking, what I wouldn't give to jump into a pool. This circumstance would be the inspiration for the El Rancho Vegas. Some say that Hull uh, counted cars that drove by while he was waiting for a tow truck, but according to Tom Hall's wife, Tom ended up commissioning a man to stand on a corner for a month 
and clock how many visitors drove by. The results actually sealed the deal of not only that there would be an El Rancho in Las Vegas, but there would be one built right there on Highway 91 instead of on Fremont Street with the rest of the casinos in town. Yeah, another reason Hall decided to build on that corner of what today is Las Vegas Boulevard and Sahara Boulevard, across the street to be exact, which meant he would avoid paying higher city taxes. In 1940, Thomas Hall purchased 33 to 57 acres of land for a reported $100 to $150 per acre on the corner of Highway 91 and San Francisco Avenue. Yeah, the, the landowner, uh, Mrs. Jesse Hunt, was so relieved to be getting rid of the acreage that she actually offered to give it to Hall, but Tom insisted on paying her for it, which, wow, that would have been amazing if he ended up getting it for free, huh? <laughs> I know, right? Now, Hall had grand plans. He wanted to build a vacation destination resort with everything you could ever want, encouraging guests to stay close to the property. The El Rancho would be the first property to offer a collection of retail shops, recreation, dining, and entertainment all in one place. He also wanted to make the El Rancho an oasis to the weary traveler, so he made sure the grounds had lush green landscapes. Yeah, he knew that the last thing that people really wanted to see after driving in the desert all day was to see more desert. Right. The original vision for the El Rancho Vegas didn't include a casino. The plan was simply to provide a, a comfort to people traveling from L.A. to Salt Lake City. The key attraction was going to be the swimming pool, which would be placed a few feet from the highway. Adding a casino was an afterthought. Hall apparently had trouble getting investors to see the potential in his project in Las Vegas because he had trouble getting financing. Even after the Army's Reconstruction Finance Corporation gave Hall about half of the projected 500000 he had trouble getting the rest. Yeah, the Army's Reconstruction Finance Corporation was an independent agency of the U.S. government at the time that gave billions of dollars in aid to state and local governments. And they also made loans to banks, railroads, and other businesses just in an effort to grow the economy. The concept was actually created by President Herbert Hoover during World War I, but President FDR merged the RFC with the FDIC as part of the New Deal. Hall decided to build a scaled-down version of the other El Ranchos with the help of financing by Jim Cashman, a Texas connection and friend. Yeah, Cashman was involved in uh, several major developments in Nevada that actually helped shape the city's future. Most notably, he was a member of the League of the Southwest, which is credited with getting Congress to fund the Hoover Dam. Jim Cashman knew Thomas Hall from his many travels to L.A. Jim usually stayed at Tom's Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Cashman was a big fan of Hall and wanted to bring something to Vegas in the scale of the El Ranchos. Another legend says that the idea for the El Rancho Vegas happened when Thomas Hall and Jim Cashman were enjoying a few drinks at a sidewalk table on Fremont Street. Fremont Street had casinos and hotels at this time, but nothing like the resorts Hall ran in California. That morning, Fremont Street was so dead, Cashman remarked that Hull should build another hotel in Vegas and liven up the place. This is most likely the real origin of the idea to build the El Rancho. Now, Hall hired L.A. architect Wayne McAllister, who designed the other El Ranchos for him. Yeah, McAllister would go on to design other Vegas properties, including the Sands, Fremont, and Desert Inn. The El Rancho's architecture was Spanish Mission. All of the buildings were painted white and designed to help reflect the desert sun's heat. The roof of the main building had brown shingles, while the cottages had red tile roofs. The bungalow and cottage-styled accommodation surrounded the casino building. Each cabin could be reached by car and offered a shaded porch, a kitchen, and a living dining room area. The property was kind of a dude ranch with a, a white, western-styled wooden fence that ran alongside of the highway. It also featured a waterfall running over native rock, uh, a sprawling wagon trail, and riding stables. 
And then also several multicolored mosaics were featured throughout the property just to add to the motif. The El Rancho's amenities included a beauty salon, outdoor barbecue areas, badminton courts, and a pool which was located right out front, just as legend said it was inspired to be. The property also owned a boat stationed on Lake Mead that could be chartered by guests if they were interested in going fishing or just boating. The El Rancho Vegas, the first hotel casino on the Las Vegas Strip, opened on April 3, 1941 with 110 rooms, making it the largest hotel in Vegas at that time. The casino opened with two blackjack tables, a roulette wheel, a craps table, and 70 slot machines. Yeah, by comparison, casinos today tend to normally have about 2,000 slots. And Hull knew about hospitality, but he really didn't know anything about gambling, so he ended up subcontracting out the casino operations. From day one, the El Rancho didn't have a dress code. On opening night, guests arrived in formal evening wear, and all of the staff were dressed in Western motif costumes. <laughs> Hull, the owner, arrived in blue jeans, boots, and a cowboy shirt, proclaiming to his guests, Howdy, partners, come as you are. <laughs> Entertainment and dining options included the Chuck Wagon Buffet, the Stage Door Steakhouse, the Roundup Room, and the Nugget Nell Cocktail Lounge. The main dining room, the Roundup Room, also doubled as the primary entertainment option, and the best of the best were brought in to perform to attract high rollers. Yeah, names like Sophie Tucker, Milton Burrow, Buddy Hackett, Nat King Cole, Martin Lewis, and tons more could be seen at the El Rancho. The practice of going after big-name performers was replicated by all future properties and helped Las Vegas become known as the entertainment capital of the world. The window coverings of the main resort were made with natural cowhide. The showroom featured stitched leather lampshades. The walls were made of brick, and the ceiling was open wood beams with wagon wheel chandelier. We hope you've enjoyed this premium content preview. For access to the rest of this episode, as well as all the premium content we offer, go to patreon.com slash 360vegas. A monthly subscription will give you access to explicit, commercial-free podcasts, including the weekly show, 360 Vegas Reviews, exclusive podcasts like 360 Vintage Vegas, 360 Origins, 360 Vegas Movies, insider information on all things 360 Vegas, 360 Vegas Vacation, and early access to everything. To subscribe, simply go to patreon.com slash 360vegas. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or you can find a link to Patreon on our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com. Yeah.